Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This is the Ryder Cup 2018. Let's do it. Oh my goodness, this is an amazing podcast. Thanks for downloading the Ryder Cup 2018 podcast. Myself and Pat will be in Paris the entire week. You do not want to miss our Insta stories, our Twitter feed. Follow us on both platforms at tour underscore junkies if you're not already. Pat in Paris is going to be a good time. I will be butler for a day on Friday. It's going to be a great time. Be sure and check it out. We're going to start off the podcast with Charles Howell III, PGA Tour Pro winner, best friend to Tiger Woods, played on many on a couple of President's Cups teams. He's going to give us some amazing inside information into the Ryder Cup and into some of the pairings. A couple of hot takes from Charles, by the way. A little DJ Paulina discussion that was interesting. So you're going to want to catch that. I do apologize. The first couple of minutes of the Charles Howell interview, I had major audio issues. After a couple minutes, it goes away, so you're good. After that, we're going to follow up with our friend Darius Rucker and an excerpt from our recent interview with him, lead singer Hootie and the Blowfish. An amazing solo career as well for Darius. He's a huge golf fan. He was at the Ryder Cup in 2016 as a VIP guest. Tells an amazing story about that experience and then gives his thoughts on the 2018 Ryder Cup. That's going to come up at the end. But we appreciate MyBookie.ag for sponsoring the show tonight. Promo code TOURJUNKIES. Gets you a 100% deposit bonus when you deposit into mybookie.ag. That's where we place all of our bets. So check it out, mybookie.ag, promo code tour junkies. Let's get to Charles Howell and the Ryder Cup. All right, what's going on, Golf Addicts? It is time to talk a little Ryder Cup 2018. Me and Pat are extremely excited to not only be going to Paris uh, for a series of the three days, but we're really excited that we get to talk a little bit beforehand with friend of the Tour Junkies podcast, fantastic human being, Augusta native, Charles Howell III on the line with us. What's up, CH3? How are you, man? Well, well, thanks, uh, thanks again for uh, for having me on. I'm glad that uh, the first one didn't uh, get me permanently evicted from the podcast. So this is a this is a win for me getting back on. <laughs> Come on, man. You are fantastic on the line. Thoughts on Tour Championship and Tiger's 80th Well, I, I think to start, I, I think I would have bet you pretty much whatever that the guy was never going to play golf again. Um, I mean, if you look back to the uh, – it's now what the Genesis Open in L.A., and not this year, but the previous year, when he really couldn't get out of bed, um, guy was having a hard time even walking – I didn't think he'd even play the tour again. And now to actually come out and do it and win a golf tournament again, I, I guess, I, I guess it proves the point. You never bet against him, but I think it's, I mean, it's one of the best days of golf and it, it, it might be the best uh, victory that I've witnessed. Um, you know, obviously I didn't get to watch the Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, you know, too much of their era, but my goodness, I mean, what, what a, what a day for golf. And yeah. It's neat now. My my six year old son just loves golf, so so he was sitting here glued to the TV as well. And it was really neat to have him watch Tiger Woods win a golf tournament because it didn't yeah. like it was going to happen again. And so now, you know, it's like a lot of the people, like the younger generation from us, don't really know who Michael Jordan was, and you know, Tiger was kind of becoming that. And so for like my son to watch, oh, I, yeah, I saw Tiger Woods win a tournament. It was really neat. Um, and what a shot in the arm to golf that win uh, was yeah. and, and hopefully will be. I mean, the scene down 18 was incredible. Uh, I, I mean, it, uh, yeah, it's hard to compare really that to other sports and whatnot. But my goodness, I mean, all those people in Atlanta, I mean, on a, obviously a hot day, et cetera, to, to come out and watch that. It was really, really cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it just gave me goosebumps, like just watching it, you know, and I actually, um, my boys are not quite that into golf yet, but I made them get off their iPads or whatever they were doing. And I was like, you are sitting down on this couch and watching this right now. <laughs> so. Yes. And that's a big ask actually getting, getting kids off iPads. That's, 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 that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. They did yeah, it. I, they, they did it, but it, it, they were a little bit reluctant. But I, I made them do it. So. 
Well, uh, you know, and the thing, too, on Tiger winning the Tour Championship is that it, it, it's an unbelievable feat he even qualified for it. And, right. I mean, you, you look back to where he was at the start of the year. I mean, this isn't an event that he can get a sponsor invite into or is qualified for via world rank. I mean, this it was a big deal he even made it there. Um, and, obviously, he's won Justin Rose you know, par away from winning the FedEx Cup. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's incredible. Um, And, I mean, I know the FedEx Cup, I mean, it's confusing for fans. It's confusing for everybody. But to actually think the guy from where he came from could have won this year, it's it's just, it's amazing. Um, You mentioned the Tour Championship, like, and how complicated. I was going to ask you, what do you think about the the new FedEx Cup format uh, tour championship for next year. Are you as confused as we all are? Well, I'm confused, and, and frankly, I just don't like it. I, I don't. I mean, I've. You know, I mean, we've grown up playing golf tournaments since we were seven years old with the Augusta Area Junior Golf Association, and I, I've never once seen a tournament where one player starts out ten under, another guy starts out eight under, and whatever it might be. I. I <laughs> I, I, I just don't like it. I don't, I don't even know how you sell it. And because now you'll have somebody look at a leaderboard after the first day and potentially a guy could be 16 under par through one day. And then I, it just seems like, it seems like the intent to make it a playoff and to make it more dramatic and whatnot, when golf really isn't a playoff sport. Um, if you really want to, redo the format you know then i would say let 32 guys in and and do match play and one plays 32 and two plays 31 and then you could then you could actually have a true playoff system but the the way that it's now set up where one guy starts it i don't i just i don't like it and i i don't think it's going to make it any simpler for the fans either who knows but let's let's get into some Ryder cup stuff uh because that's what we're here for it's a big week uh cannot wait what do you think? Have you seen the course at all first? Uh, have you seen it ever in person or, or much just, just kind of leading up to it? And, um, you know, you know, what are your thoughts on, on just this course in general and how you think it might play for the guys? Um, no, so I've never played it. Um, I, I've watched it on TV before with the French Open. And, and then I was paired with uh, Henrik Stenson a bunch throughout the playoffs. And so talking to him about it and um, – and because Henrik and his caddy spoke with Thomas Bjorn uh, quite a lot throughout this process of other picks and whatnot. And, and they say that the golf course is, uh, is quite short. Uh, there won't be a lot of drivers off the tees, um, a lot of rough, so really intimidating off the tee. And, you know, they kind of feel that's to their advantage. Uh, if you go back and look at how the American side set up Hazeltine, which wider fairways, much less rough, et cetera. So clearly we felt that, you know, we, we want driver in our hand, et cetera. So um, from talking to those guys uh, and then talking to Jim Furyk, we were paired together at the Greenbrier. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of sort of laying back off the tee and then much more of a second shot golf course. And, you know, I mean, Europe's got a strong team. I mean, especially yeah. if you factor that in there. I mean, everybody seems to be saying that, Oh, America's going to win. America's going to win. I mean, Europe, it's it's going to. They got the America's got their hands full. Yeah, I I think so too. I mean, there is. It, it seems like just with the media and everything else. I mean, even right after Hazeltine, just it was immediately that we're going to have a stronger team and we're the favorites and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Like you say, when they get on these courses that that they've played a good amount, they're going to set it up to their their you know their strengths. And that also brings a question to me that I think is interesting too, is why does the, you know, there's a big difference in the course selection. I mean, you have, you know, when it, when it comes to Europe, they tend to pick courses that they play regularly on tour on the European tour. Whereas the U S has always has venues that, that aren't on, on, you know, the, the regular tour like Hazeltine and Kiowa and, you know, you got whistling yeah. straights coming up. Why do you think there's that difference there when it, when it comes to how they select the courses? Well, you know, I think that, that those guys really set things up and they try to figure out from way in advance, okay, how, how do we make this the most to our advantage? And I think um, where 
it seems like the American venues more want to go for, you know, logistics, who can handle big crowds, how can we set the big stands up? And, and it, it seems like, and granted, this is a little bit of an outsider view, that the European side definitely tries to set the max things to their advantage. Um, I promise you they're going to slow the greens down too. Um, you know, historically, the, the European players putt slower greens than the American players do. Um, so th they'll do every bit of that they can do to try to set that to their advantage. I heard something about JT talking about the off the tee. I, I think I heard when he played the French Open, he only hit seven drivers in four days on that golf course. It's <laughs> yes. definitely not a bomb and gouge kind of track, um, which is no, – and, and, and from the looks of it, the pictures, it, it, I would not want to hit driver ever again if I had to play that golf course. No, no, I agree. And and when you look then to it, like, say, JT and Brooks Kupka and Dustin Johnson and Tony Finau, it means seemingly it takes their advantage away of being able yeah. to hit a lot of drivers really far. Um, yeah. That would be sort of the driving reason, which I would say that I don't know that America is necessarily this overwhelming favorite. Um, it just seems like it's pretty evenly matched. If you had to put a, because you played in some President's Cups with Tiger, uh, we talked about yep. that on the last time we had you on. Yep. If, if you could put a strokes gained number on Tiger's intimidation factor when it comes to these kind of team events or match play, what what do you what do you think that is? Well, I would say right now it's less than it used to be. Um, I right. think now. I think now less guys are uh, intimidated as much by him as they used to be. And then I think in Ryder Cups, it's, it's almost zero because they want to beat him so bad. And, you know, he has the biggest target on his back of anybody in this field. So it seems as if this week it, it's hard for – that to work for his favor in a, in a way it hurts him. Um, you know, you, you look at a guy like a, like an Ian Poulter or a Sergio Garcia, who it doesn't even really matter how they're playing the whole year. They seem to play their best golf at the Ryder cup. Um, and so with tiger, it, it always seems like he's got the biggest target and man, we're just going to go out. We got nothing to lose. And we're just going to try, try to take this guy down. Um, so I don't really know that that's an advantage to him this week. That's interesting. I did not think you were going to say that. Um, no, because it, it, it's a bizarre. I, I, I just I remember back when in South Africa when Tiger and I played Ernie Els and Rasis Goosen one day, and and granted, you know, they're from South Africa, so all the fans are behind them and whatnot. And literally, it, it, it wasn't at that point the internationals versus the Americans. It was. South Africa versus Tiger Woods, <laughs> and <laughs> and I was just sort of the filler in there that hit a few shots and, and walked around with them, and and this thing it, it'll just be that way. Like it'll it'll be all of the European team, et cetera, against Tiger Woods in this match, and you know, it, it, listen, it, it's who the guy is, and it, and it's the attention and, and sort of the thing that he draws. But that's seemingly how these things go. Do you think, like having having been a teammate of his in a situation like this, what's something that, like, if you were talking to DeChambeau or you know maybe another rookie that gets paired up with him, what's the biggest thing to remember or keep in mind if you're if you're teamed up with Tiger during an event like this, especially on foreign soil? All right, hope you're enjoying the Charles Howell portion of the Ryder Cup podcast so far. I want to take a break to tell you about our boys at Tommy John who don't give an F. We've talked about this before. They give three Fs, fabric, fit, and function. They, it, it's just the best underwear. You get the no wedgie guarantee. You get comfortable stay-put waistbands as you're walking around, moving around if you're an active guy. Very soft, very light, very moisture-wicking. A lot of breathability. Breathability right in that region where you, know, you don't usually get a lot of breathability. It must be why Golf Digest is rated Tommy John, the best underwear in golf. Now two years in a row, the 360 fabric is for the course. It's their best-selling second skin for the 19th hole. So you really want to check that. You really want to check that out. And this all includes the life-changing women's underwear that's sold out very quickly. It's now back in stock. 
Uh, Tommy John, no adjustment needed. So go to TommyJohn.com slash Tour Junkies. That's TommyJohn.com slash Tour Junkies. You get 20% off your first order, okay? 20% off your first order. So TommyJohn.com slash Tour Junkies for 20% off. Go see our friends at Tommy John. Get yourself worked out. You know, a little breathability. Get some room in there. That's what me and Pat are going to be rocking as we're walking up and down the hills of Le Golf National. TommyJohn.com slash Tour Junkies. Check it out. Let's get back to Charles Howell. Um, that it's okay to hit bad shots. Um, I, I think like that was one of the things that I had to get over was, oh, man, yeah, I'm playing with Tiger Woods. The last thing I want to do is let him down. Um, you know, he's used to winning all this stuff. You know, I, I don't want to be the guy that, that, that disappoints him or that, or that takes that away. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's number one that it, it's okay to hit bad shots. And it's number two is to try your best to have fun and enjoy it. I mean, you know, the situation, um, you know, team golf is, is fun, but it's also a totally different kind of stress where you're now not only playing for yourself, but you're playing for a teammate and you don't want to let them down, um, where it's just, it's a very, very stressful slash fun experience. And so, yeah, if Bryson gets paired with Tiger, man, I'd say, man, no apologies. You know, we're not going to say sorry on one thing and, and, and it's okay to hit some bad ones. Yeah. So you think Tiger's going to like, I mean, obviously they're probably, Tiger's like self-aware enough to realize that too, right? So he's probably going to tell those guys, kind of take some of the pressure off you think yes but it's still hard to do no matter how many times they tell you that um yeah. you know when, when when the tee goes in the ground on friday and there's 40 million people watching you hit that opening tee shot with the water right there on the left and <laughs> that deep rub on the right i mean it, it's uh yeah. <laughs> it's a really it's a really hard thing to get through your head to truly grasp it um right now if you if you can I think he'll play. They'll play great golf together. But that um, that would be, I would say, especially knowing Bryson's mentality, um, that'll be his biggest challenge. Is just is to just go out there and be Bryson. Charles, looking at you know just overall the teams in general, as we kind of get into it. I mean, do you think would if you'd been captain, is would you have made the final four picks the same as as that were made? You know, we had Tiger, Phil, Bryson. And then Tony Finau was the last pick. Do you think they they got that right, or would you have changed that at all? Um, I understand the picks, and I understand like the the situations and the stuff that happened that that led to the picks. But knowing this golf course, the little bit I know it, um, I would have lent towards picking a Kevin Kisner. Um, I think he was made for this stuff. Um, he hits it very straight. Um, he plays good on these style of golf courses. Um, his mentality and uh, his, you know, let's just say cockiness, it was made for a Ryder Cup. I mean, his trash talking. I mean, this guy was like born for this stuff. And um, and then I would have looked at it probably at a Zach Johnson. Um for that reason too. Uh, this doesn't feel like a bomber's course. Now, with that said, I don't know how you leave Tony Finau off the team. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, you can't really leave that guy off the team. And Bryson goes and wins the first two FedEx events. I mean, so I understand how it all happened, but I would have also looked at those other two guys. Um, it just, it was a, it was a bizarre scenario that kind of led to almost the picks pick themselves because I you're not going to leave Tiger Woods off the team I mean the the television ratings would have plummeted if you so <laughs> so that guy that guy was getting picked um but I I, I would have I don't know I mean in, in a different world different scenario I would have looked at Kisner and Joss yeah you know and obviously we're huge Kiz fans and and, and I think that I don't know. It just worked out, so, you know, so perfectly for Tony and Bryson just because of the way they played down the stretch. But I'm like you. I think Kiz was just made for this kind of stuff. I think the courses fits him much better. Um, yeah. But but the problem was is just how well you had Finau and and Bryson come you know coming down the stretch. And I don't think there was anything else Furyk could have done. I mean, like you said, they sort of picked themselves. Um, That's right. But and I feel like you, you got to think about it like a team, like with a team, sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, 
recent form as much as again, like you said, with with course fit and a guy like his, he's just I mean, he could be like the Ian Poulter of the US, you know. Well, he could be, especially on this type of venue. I mean, you know, it's I, I won't go as so far as to say that it's like a a harbor town, but it kind of has maybe a, a feel of like a colonial type golf hmm. course where you, you're just not going to have if if the advantage of Tony Finau is he can drive it a long way, et cetera, that's taken away. Now, I don't know how you can necessarily leave him off the team, but if, if we were to eliminate like this um, big love of recent form and all that and just pick guys, then I think you have to bring on um, a Kevin Kisner. I, I, I just, I really do. Um, and I know he's another Augusta guy and whatnot, but I mean, I, I truly believe that, I mean, if you look at how he was at the President's Cup and how the guys embraced him and they liked him, um, et cetera, I, I think he was made for this. It sounds like, like I'm looking at the, you know, when you look at the roster, it sounds like a guy who could have a really a, a good run for the U.S. that seems more built for this course than just about anybody and given the recent form as well. Um, because, I mean, you look at the U.S. team, you got DJ, Brooks, um, Bubba, Tiger, well, not maybe Tiger, but Bubba, Tony, JT, all these guys, you're taking their biggest weapon out of their hand. Um, and Webb is kind of the, the closest to a Kisner that I can think of um, in terms of his, his ability, right? He is. And he's also um, probably one of the quieter guys on the team. I mean, you wouldn't say he's a sleeper, but, you know, he's not really – when you think of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, you, you you would list seven or eight guys before you even think of Webb. So he's kind of coming in under the radar a little bit, but he's obviously his recent form has been great. Got that solved out after the all the you know belly putter and all that kind of stuff. So yes, I think this could be a wonderful course for him. And um, you know, I think Furyk has a bit of his hands full too, trying to figure out who he's going to sit and who uh, et cetera. So um, I don't think you'll have Mickelson play. Um, every match um so and does tiger play every match i mean it it, it his you know this what this is his fifth tournament in six weeks or something so it, it's going to be interesting to see how how he does that part i don't see tiger playing every match i, I don't i i don't either i agree with you yeah so i mean wh- wh- which match do you sit him out in the I mean, would you rather have tiger and that kind of gets into the format i wanted to ask you about the foursomes versus yeah. four ball um like what what do you think is the more difficult uh, of those two formats well okay so first on which one i would leave tiger out of from my past experience of playing with him and whatnot he hates slow play and he hates waiting and he kind of and he he'll he'll lose a bit of his um uh concentration and focus in the four ball um i mean when you got four guys out there playing and balls are going everywhere and and, you know, he'll – Tiger doesn't like that. Um, yeah. So I would not be surprised if he sat one of the four-ball matches. Um, okay. I know that sounds crazy to people, but, I mean, I'm telling you, like, because we played four-ball matches together, and I'm telling you, the guy, I mean, literally, he's out there. Oh, man, look at that squirrel. Like, he, he doesn't – I mean, it, it takes <laughs> – I mean, it's, it's a five-hour and 45-minute round with Ugh, pressure yeah. and stress on it. The guy – he doesn't enjoy it. Um, I think you could probably, yeah, I think the tougher format is, is foursomes simply because, I mean, it's just true alternate shot and it's brutal. Um, I mean, you, you want to talk about feeling pressure. Uh, so, you know, do you maybe sit a Phil Mickelson in foursomes uh, because of the driving off the tee? Um, maybe, uh, but I certainly would want Mickelson in four ball because of the birdies he makes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I kind of look for some of that stuff. What about the, what about the rookies? Like, what do you think is the more difficult? Because I thought about you've got four ball where the pressure is on to, to, like you said, make birdies. Where in foursomes, if you keep it on the grid and, you know, you can win holes with pars at times. Um, what's the harder format for a rookie? I think I think the harder format for the rookie 
is basically it, it kind of it gets back to what are they strong at. So yeah. if, if if you take a guy a rookie that drives the ball really good, I'd stick him out there in foursomes, <laughs> like you said, because you know, yeah. man, just keep this ball between the, the between the white stakes and just make a bunch of pars, and you can win holes with pars, and you'll calm down. Um, a guy like a like a Tony Finau, maybe if he's going to try to push it up there with some drivers and whatnot, then I would stick him out there there in four ball. Because, hey, man, go out there, go make birdies. This is what you do, et cetera. Um, so I think it's a little bit of that. Um, I think practice rounds at Ryder Cup matter more than people think. Because, the, I mean, I, I remember even just the President's Cup I played. All the coaches and assistant guys out there, they're watching. And they're seeing who's doing what. You know, I mean, what are, are, you, are there are many coals out here where you're uncomfortable on? And, I mean, they're really paying attention to what's going on these couple of days. What's the uh, when you look at you know as far as going to single matches you know what is what is the process that goes in Charles when you're you're looking at you know who you're going to choose to match up um, you know what what kind of what kind of thinking goes in when they get to that day on Sunday? Um, so when from some Presidents Cup, I, I remember it's there's always sort of a point in the evening where everybody's kind of hanging around and then all of a sudden Tiger disappears. Phil disappears and like, okay, well, their two cents are getting thrown into this and, uh, and, and whatnot. I mean, usually somewhere in the week, somebody's going to say something stupid from the other team and the guy's going to say, I want to play him. And the captains <laughs> will kind of, you know, all right, yeah, let's put those two together, you know? Um, so like, I'm, I, I would like to see sort of a Patrick Reed, Rory McElroy again. Right. I mean, so there's a little bit of that going. I mean, from a pure, you know, like, say, strategy side, I still think you've got to get points early. Um, you know, the momentum of the crowd is a big deal. And that, especially, you know, for the American side playing on foreign soil, where, you know, come Sunday, if it is still, you know, relatively close, you, you've got to get points on the board early. And I like throwing a lot of strong players out early. Um you know, but people have all their different opinions and whatnot. But I do know that the President's Cups I played, you know, the, like Tiger and Phil, they definitely had their input with the captain of, of who goes where. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, you touched on it with uh, whether or not you think that they're going to they're gonna run Reed and, and Rory out there again because obviously that was just fantastic last time. But I, I wonder yeah. what they'll do. I, they, they, well, they in, owe it to the golf world. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it? But isn't it? Isn't the process different though in the Ryder Cup than the Presidents Cup for the singles matches? Because the Ryder Cup's supposed to be like more, a little more random, right? Like where each side is going to pick, they're, they're going to pick their order, and then whoever the other side picks in their order, it, it is what it is, right? It's supposed to be. Now, yeah. who knows what they talk about yeah. behind? Um, Correct. It is supposed to be. I, I I hope they somehow can put that match back together because that was yeah. Fantastic. They got to rig that. <laughs> they have to <laughs> <Yeah>. rig that. <laughs> no um, doubt. No doubt. Well, I was gonna say because in the Presidents Cup, is it more like one team like puts their guy out and then the other team responds with their with their guy, right? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Pat. Did you happen to see the the pairings today in the practice rounds, Charles? If not, I'm, uh, I can give them to you and, and get your your reaction to them and just see. I, I briefly saw it in the gym. I saw Tiger and Phil were playing together, and were they playing with Bryson? And who was the fourth? Patrick Reed. Yeah, that was then, it. Yeah, and then you had DJ, Ricky, JT, and Jordan, and then you had yep. Bubba, Webb, Brooks, and Finau after that. So. Just looking at the pairings today, I don't, I don't know if we can read too much into it, but any thoughts that you have on, on, on how that kind of played out today? Well, first of well, all, I Pat, know were that... you also in the gym? Were you also in the gym when you saw the yeah. <laughs> No, I was not. I was not. I was probably driving. Oh, okay. Just I wanted to clarify that for the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually was in the gym. Uh, he was on the squat rack when he saw it, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I, Webb and Bubba are friends. Uh, so yeah. that doesn't surprise me at all, and I think you would see that. Uh, you know, I was looking at some previous matchups last night. It'll be interesting what they do with Brooks Kupka because I, I, I saw – I was looking at it um, from last time. They paired him one day with Brant Snedeker 
Um, they had him another. It, it seems like that'll be that's pretty fascinating to me on who they put him with because I played with him Brooks in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. Man, he drives it great. He's got an awesome short game. Like I mean, this guy does everything well. He would be yeah. a guy I would stick out there all four matches. So um, that's kind of one interesting one to me. Uh, the other is, I, I mean, I, and they didn't play together today, but Reed and Spieth not being together in a practice round. I don't know if that means anything or not. Yeah, But I, I think that they've been a great team. I thought that was kind of weird to me. Um, so those are a couple things. I mean, I, I don't think he'll put Tiger and Phil together. Um, no. You know, it just it just seems like those two guys just – don't need to be together and Hal Sutton tried it and we just don't need to do it again. <laughs> yeah. I here's the, uh, here's the fun fact. The, the, uh, the team of Reed and Spieth are tied for the most points in U S Ryder cup history as a parent. Yeah. Do, do you know awesome. who they're tied with? Do you know who they're tied with? Oh, no, I don't fire. Uh, Arnie. And a, a a gentleman I've never heard of, Gardner Dickinson. Apparently, Arnie okay. and Gardner were a, a deadly duo. <laughs> they were a deadly duo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was surprised to not see the Reed Speed combo either. I wonder if now that JT's on the on the team, and and we all know how because the media tells you every four minutes what what best friends JT and Jordan are. Oh, I wonder if correct. there's a little if there's a little change up potentially in in the reed speed team uh and you throw reed with i mean because i know reed and tiger kind of get along too don't they like aren't they aren't they kind of well you think there's a potential they, for that Terry? i mean i you know i think there i think there probably is um it, you, it seems like the media has also kind of put tiger and bryson together yeah um which i think tiger just likes listening to bryson use big words um i just think that that's <laughs> Like there's a, and it may be some carryover from when Tiger worked with Sean Foley and he liked the big words he used to use. And I mean, so that one kind of seems like that sort of a foregone conclusion. They're going to be together for a match. Um, what would you think about putting Dustin and Brooks together? Because well, I think those guys they played together. Buddy. Hazel team, didn't they? Didn't they play together? That is correct. They yeah. did. And I, I think that's, I think the, the, I think that's a great team. I mean, I, I really I do, do because Dustin, Dustin is very underrated how straight he drives it. And obviously, you know, we all know that Brooks does. I mean, you, you don't win three majors, essentially, what, three of the last eight majors if you don't. So, um, man, you talk you talk about a guy that's really unheralded seemingly by the press is Brooks Kupka. I, yeah. I just – I'm really impressed with that, that guy's golf game. How intimidating is it for the European team? If if that is a pairing, you get DJ and Kepka. I mean, you've – You've played with them both. I mean, what is – is there really an intimidation factor when you get out there and let's just say you're a shorter hitter, you know, a Molinari or somebody like that who's obviously accurate off the tee but not as long. Is there a real intimidation factor when you're just seeing Kepka and, and, and DJ just bombing it off the tee? On but they're not, they're not going to see that on this course. They're not going to well, see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, though. I mean, they – again, I still think there, there could be some intimidation when, you, when you're playing against those two guys. So let's say this. Let's say if there is an intimidation factor, arguably that's probably our most intimidating team. Unless somebody from Europe gets paired against Tiger and, and, and Tiger kind of gets to him. Um, but I don't think but, – but you look at the guys like Tommy Fleetwood has been paired with Tiger a bunch in the FedEx Cup playoffs and has played very good golf right in front of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, so, so it would maybe be like – would it be a Torbjorn that, that would get intimidated by a Tiger if somehow those two ended up matched together? But I, I don't I, – I still think that Brooks and Dustin could be, and depending on how many drivers these guys are able to hit, one of our most intimidating teams. Well, and, and then, I mean, just their their physical intimidation as well. I mean, they, they're just two guys that get out there and you, I, I don't know, it would, it would, it would make me nervous for sure. But, and here's the Pat, thing. Pat I mean, sounds, we, Pat sounds like such a beta right now. Like, yeah, well, I understand no. though. Look, I understand how the course is and how it's going to play. And, and it is, you know, you can't bomb and gouge it, but I still don't think DJ and Brooks change their games all that much. I mean, I still think they're going to play their games out there. I mean, that's what they do. So, um, 
So I still think e even from a length factor, there will be some, you know, intimidation there. Yes, okay. like knowing both Gary Gaines, they're going to hit as many drivers as they can. So if the golf course does allow it, I promise you they'll hit it. This is like Pat when you take me to Palmetto, and and you know, and, and I you think of me maybe like the Brooks Kepka, you know. Let's let's just make that comparison. And you're like the <laughs> you're like the Francesco, you're the Francesco Molinari. You're the little short knocker, you know, short short game, old man golf. And you well, take if that's me to the Palmetto, case. If that's the case, I, the Europeans are going to win because I, I would I know. That's that. what I'm saying. You take you take the driver out of my hand, and all of a sudden, I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> it's, it's just like that. This is cutting edge analysis. Uh, let's let's break up some of the serious discussion. What what would be the most handsome pairing of the of the uh, uh, of the U.S. team? Let's just start Ooh. there. We're talking about Alpha. Um, What's the most handsome pairing you could put together on the U.S. squad? All right, hope you're enjoying the interviews and the Ryder Cup discussion. I know it's been fantastic. I do want to tell you about BadBirdieGolf.com. Listen, BadBirdieGolf.com, they started about the same time that Tour Junkies did. We, we got to know these guys early in the game. Now they have exploded. If you've seen any of the wild, kind of outlandish, kind of fun shirts that I wear when I'm on the golf course or on a lot of our Instagram feed, they've got really cool designs, really hip designs that you don't see anywhere else. So if you want to stand out on the golf course on a date night, uh, whatever it is you like to do, you go to badbirdiegolf.com, put in promo code TOURJUNKIES, you get 15% off of whatever you buy on badbirdiegolf.com. That's the entire website, badbirdiegolf.com. Promo code TOURJUNKIES when you check out, 15% off. And let me just tell you, I'm dead serious. These shirts, when you take them out of the washer or dryer, no ironing, no steaming, no nothing. You hang it up, and the shirt looks brand new. The collar stays where it's supposed to stay, which is something that I'm a little OCD about. The, where the buttons are stays nice and firm, nice and crisp, really high-quality golf shirts with a lot of fun designs. Athletes all over the place are wearing them. Reggie Bush, Golden Tate wears these things all the time. If you check them out on Instagram, Bad Birdie Golf. They're our buddies over there, and we know they run a really solid company out of uh, Los Angeles, California. We're big fans of theirs and appreciate their support of the Tour Junkies podcast, and now they're giving back to you, the listener. If you go to badbirdiegolf.com, promo code TOURJUNKIES, 15% off. All right, here we go. Let's listen to the rest of the Ryder Cup podcast. Holy cow. Well, I mean, everybody seems to love Jordan, okay? So, I mean, he's the All-American boy, right? Like, I just – and then uh, from that, oh man, um, I, I think Brooks. I think Brooks has got. To, I think Brooks has got to be in there. He's yeah. I mean, he looks handsome, like Ray Lewis. I mean, the guy's massive. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, those two have my vote. I mean, I mean, Ricky though. I mean, I, does any? I mean, does any girl not like Ricky? So I don't. I don't know. I think. I think got maybe Ricky is he first alternate or captain's pick maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, th I think he's. I think he's a. I think he's a captain's pick. I, I think, think he's a captain's have pick. Brooks in there. Um, yes. Yeah. And obviously, the what would be like? Let's think of some other superlatives here. And and Charles, you know these guys better than anybody. Obviously, like the the brainiac pairing would be Bryson and Phil, right? But is there anybody? Yes. You talked about Tiger liking to hear Bryson's big words, but both of those guys are the they're kind of the scientific type, right? Yes. Um, and. Yeah, I, I would say so. And, and yes, I, I would say so. They would definitely be that. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, Bryson, yeah, it, it, it'd be really interesting to see how he fits in on this team, like in the team room atmosphere, just everything. Because, um, like, Finau is a super, super nice guy. Like, he, he'll mold yeah. any situation and he'll fit in just fine and whatnot. Um Golly, I'd love to be in that team room with Bryson and them. That would be really interesting to see. That would be. What? I was happy to see him already rocking his Beat Europe shirt when Tiger came off the course uh, Sunday. Yeah. He's already in the Beat Europe shirt. I was glad to see that. Yeah, that seemed – yeah, exactly. And, and that, that seemed to kind of be a bold move. Um, that was a oh, bit see, I like early. That move. Oh, no, no, no. I, no for, for sure. See, that's, that's, a, that's the Kisner move you were referring to earlier. He might have yeah, played yeah, the last yeah. hole in that shirt. So, um, <laughs> that's awesome. but yeah, yeah, we can't sell him short on that. <laughs> do you think, do you think these guys, I mean, obviously the Ryder Cup's a huge deal and you're playing for your country, but 
do you think they have any side bets before they go off? Like even individually between two on the same team, like you know, if you make five birdies or you have more birdies or an eagle, or or even between you know Europe versus U.S. when when they get on the first tee, do they do they get a few side bets going, or is it is it too serious for that? It's it's too serious during the tournament, but I'd say the practice rounds they have it for sure, especially too knowing that that you play. Well, I mean, you're going to play what three practice rounds? I doubt they did anything yesterday, but I mean, you got three practice rounds out there. Guys kind of get a little bit bored, if you will, or it gets a bit monotonous. So there's definitely some matches and bets and games, if if nothing else, just to keep it interesting and kind of get yourself a little bit used to to the team golf thing. Um, you know, they're also too remember. Some of these guys that are going to play alternate shot together will probably know a little bit in advance so they can work with the other player's golf ball a little bit. Um, you know, that, that's one thing um, that, uh, um, you know, with Tiger and Bryson, they both play a Bridgestone golf ball. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, that, that'll probably lend itself a little bit, too, to that pairing as well because it does make a difference. I mean, you will hit shots with, some, with a golf ball that you don't normally play. There's another alpha move. It's like how do you – you know, if you're if you're not if you're not Tiger or Phil, but you know if if like Tony and Webb are paired together, like how do you who determines what ball they're using? How do, how do, how are they work? They're working that out between themselves. Yeah, you yes. So you work it out between yourselves, and you basically figure of of, of ideally what you want is you want to be able to putt your golf ball. So so. You, you would sort of figure out, okay, who needs to tee off where? So in a perfect world, you know, we're going to hit this green in regulation, and I want to putt with my golf ball. Now, invariably, that doesn't always work. But that that's sort of you start with that theory, and then you work backwards. Uh, but, man, as it stands, I mean, you know, it's, it's on par threes. You know, if you and I are playing together, and I want to putt with my golf ball, where you're having to hit my ball on a par three, you need to know, well, does this ball spin more? Does it, does it go a little shorter? Does it go a little further? You know, so, so for sure in these practice rounds, these guys are going to be hitting other balls, kind of, you know, starting and get some distances with it. Why is it that important that you put your own golf ball? I, I would have thought you would have talked about, like, spin around the green or something else. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't have a great answer. I, I don't know. That just seems sort of where – these arguments huh. from you know, my experience with the president where, where it sort of started. And, and I, and I honestly, I got that from tiger. You know, that was, that was his thing. He wanted to be able to putt his golf ball and, you know, way back then, you know, tiger, and he still does. I mean, he played a really soft spinny golf ball and, and, and it was a full club shorter than mine. Um, so it took a little bit of, of confidence of, Holy cow. I mean, I'm about to hit this five iron here in this back TV tower, but, it's not because I'm hitting a marshmallow, you know? And so, <laughs> I mean, it was, it's definitely a, uh, yeah, it definitely something you got to get a little bit used to. Um, I, I'm still wrapped up on these superlatives here for, for our team. I, I'm thinking if I was thinking through the hottest significant other pairing, I think, oh. I, I think I would give that to Brooks and Ricky right now. Is it, I mean, yeah, it, It'd be hard to get an argument against that. <laughs> I think I think Webb I think Webb is close to that. I think he's close. Um, yes. I mean, obviously Amy Mickelson. She's just you know she's classic. Um, yes. So, um, so yeah. What, what do you what? Okay, what are you about Dustin? Is is there one? <laughs> what is he gonna do? Is he gonna be like what? you know in the you know the, the the last Ryder Cup when they had the team picture at the end when 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 Ricky's just kind of everybody's got <laughs> yeah. their significant yeah. others with them and he's just all by himself? Is are we gonna get that with DJ this year if they win? Well, that, exactly. I mean, I'm sure there's some Vegas lines on that, isn't there? <laughs> they can so. price. We can call our friends at my bookie and see if they can throw one up there. I'm sure they'll put a number on. <laughs> Buddy, I, uh, I promise you, there's lines on that. So yes, yeah, so then that see, you got to kind of leave that one as a maybe a late entry captain's pick. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a heck of a captain's pick, though. That'd be a that'd be a phenomenal captain's pick. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen all the talent on the European side, but if I had to go off of memory. I'm thinking Rose is in there, um, and 
uh, Rory, I guess, if we're talking about that. Yeah. Yes, boy, man, you, you are trying to get me in trouble. Um, yeah, I know. David, yeah. David's like hey, searching here for you. The, no, you <laughs> brought up the DJ thing. Up. I was going to leave that alone. You brought that up. Yeah, that okay, yeah fair, fair, fair point. Uh, yeah, Rory would be in there for sure on that side. I'm trying to think. Um, how, do you, how are you leave, we leaving out Paul Casey? He's got, I mean, come on. He's even got her on his cell phone cover. So I can't, I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't picture her. I can't picture her right now. Yeah, there's a yeah, well, there's a ph- photo around the internet unless they're not <laughs> together anymore. So. No, 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 exactly right. Uh, yes, and um, yeah, and now that's number two for him. So um, that was his provisional. Um, oh, that was his provisional. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Um, let, let me see. I'm trying to think of the other. If, yeah, that's a tough one on that your side. But but Rory, I think he he probably leads that pack. Okay. Yeah. He's and if Rafa were in, we could have Rafa in. There. Okay. I, I, that I remember, that is I remember true. that yes. from remember that from Hazeltine. Um, being the <laughs> golf cart full of the golf cart full of of wags. Uh, That's yeah. one thing yeah. you know. Talking about Hazeltine though, and the and the wives and all that kind of stuff, it was amazing to me how many people are inside the ropes per match. Yeah. I mean, you got golf carts with the wives on there, media through there. How distracting is that? I mean, or is it at all? Because I've never seen so many people inside the ropes on a golf tournament. Okay, yes, it is distracting. Uh, it is, and it is so different because you're you're right. I mean, you're just not used to all that. The only experience that even comes close to it is if you're paired with Tiger in a tournament. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily like wives and, and stuff inside the ropes. It's more media inside the ropes. So, and like national yes, guard. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, correct. Exactly. Um, but no, that's the only thing that comes close to it. But for every other player in the field, but Tiger, it, it, it has to be distracting. I mean, it, to, to some level, it, it's got to be. Yeah, I would imagine that'd be something you'd have to get used to. I mean, that's just it, it was it that was it was just surprising to me to see all that. And I'm sure it'll be like that here in Paris as well. Um, it will be. No, it's a zoo inside the ropes. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's its own animal. <laughs> Looking over the European team, though, what do you, who, are, who are you thinking are going to be the most formidable teams, you know, that, that they're going to put out there? You know, do you have any just thoughts on, on, on what you think they're going to do? Well, I, I think – I think – well, you have to say that Ian Poulter for – whatever reason and however he does it um, is, is going to find a, another sort of level in his game. Uh, he, he just loves this Ryder cup and um, he does. I mean, it like his, it, his whole year and season is built around this event. And so whoever he plays with, that's going to be a tough team. Um, then uh, obviously, you know, Rory McIlroy, he played very well last week at the tour championship. Didn't play great Sunday, but still his game's on. You know, I think Tommy Fleetwood is going to be their sort of stable rock. Yeah. I mean, the guy, yeah. his his ball hitting is so good and so stable that he's a guy that that uh, Thomas Bjorn could put out, you know, with anybody as a really strong uh, foursomes guy because he just he just hits the ball so well and so stable. Um, so I think that's good. And one, yeah, you won the John French Rock. Open. Go ahead. Exactly. He won the French that's Open. Right. Him so, and Norrin both won the French Open here. That's correct. So you know, there's. Yeah, you, and you can't really discredit that because that you know there is such thing as, as horses for courses, and you know these guys have played this golf course a lot and they've had success on it, and um, you know where where most of our guys haven't even seen the golf course before, so that's uh, I, that that definitely works on their side. Yeah, I mean the the Poulter and Rose pairing um, most all time Ryder Cup points for Europe, so. Yeah, uh, th- those those two I'm sure will be will be playing, and obviously Rose is playing so well right now. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, man. I, I think it is going to be. I think you're right. The European team definitely has an advantage on the golf course from a course fit, from a course knowledge, uh, familiarity. I think that's that's for real. Um, it's going to be interesting. Now, as we wrap up, man, we really appreciate your time. But I want to know, like, I, I know you've been to Paris. Like, any tips for me and Pat as you know, uh, American fans on foreign soil. Um, Pat, it's his first trip to Europe. We've we've had a lot of discussion over these last <laughs> few podcasts with our with our our listeners uh, about the likelihood of Pat ending up in some sort of Parisian prison. 
Um, okay. And and maybe not <laughs> understanding certain things. You know, Pat is very OCD. He really likes things the way he likes them. Um, oh, okay. You know, and this is his first trip to Europe. He's, he doesn't he doesn't fly very well. Uh, so yes. all that to say, uh, anyone listening needs to make sure that you're following us on Instagram, especially. We will be doing some stories uh, at tour underscore junkies. We're, we're gonna. Uh, I'm going to try to document as much as possible the the trials and tribulations of Pat Perry in a foreign country for eight days. Um, but any tips on just Paris or when we're on the golf course, anything like that, that, that you, or advice that you would you would share? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but I, I tried to try to stall out as much as possible to give you time to think. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. So so two things. One um, on a I, go try to eat as many crates as possible because they're phenomenal. And uh-huh. don't discriminate if it's a like a just a guy on the side of the road making them, whatever, eat a million of them because they're phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> the other thing I would say from just traveling there, the French people are great if you just just attempt it all to use any bit of their language. Right. Uh, just try. And they and they they really do uh, like Americans much more than you know, historically that it has been one to be said or thought, but yeah, just any type of good old Georgia redneck attempt to use the language and they'll love you. So it'll keep you out of jail. I, I, you, you may be a legend by the time you leave there. <laughs> yes. That's what I think. Uh, can't wait to try the public, uh, the public urinal too. That's going to be fun. I've heard about those. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and some of them, you got to bring some change to use them too. So they're, yeah, just, just don't think it's free walking in all those suckers. See, you know what? Somebody told me that, and and I, I, I was I telling you, David, or somebody else? They didn't believe me, but I heard you had to pay for some of those things. No, it's true, uh-huh. you do. But 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 the the cleanliness once you pay for it, it you will be glad you did. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if if one of those craves doesn't settle so well, you're going to be glad you found a bathroom you actually had to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it will be interesting. Like I said, uh, at tour underscore junkies on Instagram. We'll we'll do some Twitter stuff too. Um, we're gonna try and uh, and maybe do a a a Ryder Cup recap press conference after every day. Um, Beautiful. We'll do live. We'll see how that goes. Yep. Uh, and of course, I lost a bet to Pat earlier in the year. So on Friday, when we're at the Ryder Cup, I have to be his butler for the day. So if Pat wants a drink, I gotta go get him a drink. If, you know, Pat needs <laughs> gonna be great from the from the merch shop. I gotta go do that, so that, that's gonna suck. But um, we'll, oh, great. we'll we'll have a good time. We've got our outfits scripted for the three days, and we'll release that um, probably Thursday. Um, so that'll be a good time. We're just ready to go over there and cause cause a scene. And um, I'm gonna try my best to get Pat arrested. So because content <laughs> is king, content <laughs> is king, right? I'm going to try my best to avoid that. My wife's going to be with us too. So I think hopefully I can uh, not, not have that happen. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, All right, Charles, we appreciate it, man. Uh, We know you'll, uh, you'll be watching and um, we, this has been fantastic. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you and uh, you know, we might, we might have to hit you up for some bail money. I don't know how that, how that might work. Wonderful. We'll, we'll we'll figure we'll figure out a way. <laughs> I, I might send you the wiring instructions ahead of time. Maybe we'll do that uh, just in case. You know, we're, we're good for it. We'll we'll pay you back. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Can they Venmo bail money over there? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, man. We appreciate it, dude, and uh, we we look forward to seeing you back out on tour. Uh, what, when's your when's your first tournament? You thinking about getting in? What are you, you going to do? How much time are you taking off? I'll st- I'll start in a, in a couple of weeks over in Asia. So I'll go over and play okay. the CIMB in Kuala Lumpur, then the CJ Cup in Korea. Um, then I'll come back over here and play a couple more, and that's it. So um, nice. it's kind of nice. You know, four, maybe five, uh, but probably four more tournaments this year, and, uh, and that'll be it for me, So, uh, which is good. I mean, it's time to, to be home with the family and the kids and all the school stuff, and uh, so it's, uh, it, it's good. I, I like this time of year. Good. Well, enjoy the time off. You deserved it, and uh, you get to play a nice, new, condensed schedule next year, which I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy. And uh, exactly, we'll be pulling for you and stay in touch, man. Well, thank you. Well, you guys travel safe and uh, and have fun over there, and uh, we'll speak when you guys get back. Um. All right, man. Real quick, let's talk Ryder Cup. So we're going to Ryder Cup right. in Paris. Unfortunately, you will not be there. 
but you were a VIP guest in 2016 um, at Hazel Team. So, and we were there as well. Um, what what moment stood out the most for you there? Ooh, there was on the golf course. There was a lot of moments, but uh, you know, Davis Love and I go back just way back. Such Furyk and I go back. I'm so disappointed because I was actually supposed to be the guy driving Furyk around this year at, in Paris, and we book shows. <laughs> I can't do it. And, uh, but I was riding with uh, I was driving Tiger around with Noda and and and. And when I got there, I'll just tell you the quick reader's eyes version again. I got to, you know, Davis called me up and said, you ever been to the Ryder Cup? And I was like, no. And I played, I think, maybe six or seven uh, charity shows for Davis. Maybe five or six charity shows for Davis. And he's like, well, you know, dude, I want you to come out and be my guest. So I'm like, all right, I'll go hang out, be under the ropes. I get there, man. And somebody meets me at the hotel and says, you know, after you put your stuff down, Mr. Love wants you to meet him in the player's room. So I'm thinking I'm going to go in the player's room. It's going to be, you know, a bunch of people and, the team and I go in the players' room and it's the captains, the wives, the players, and Jack and Barbara Nicholas. That's the only people in there. Wow, wow. Yeah, and so I I get in there and I sit down and I'm freaking out. I'm like, because uh, I said, Davis, am I supposed to be here? And he said, Yeah. He said, You're part of the team. You're part of the team. And for the rest of the weekend, Davis, I was part of the team. I was in meetings, like deciding which players going. Davis really made me a part of the team. And my favorite what? moment. My oh, I was in I was in the meetings deciding who was playing together and stuff like that. And Davis, awesome. Davis, the, the the moment that I without doubt that I'll never forget is we're in the room and we're we just finished dinner and Davis's team meeting and the team's walking out. I'm sitting there talking to to, to you know Mr. Nicholas and Barbara and 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 Davis looks at me and says, "Darius, you coming?" So I get up and I go, "Oh my goodness." Yeah, I'm coming. And so I go to the players' meeting with the captains, and the moment that I'll never forget is everybody saying a little something, and Jordan Spieth stood up and said, "You guys, we should win every match tomorrow." And I and they went out and almost did it. Yeah, it was the first day, and it was. I mean, it gives me. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it because I really. Yeah. Sitting there, and I didn't say anything. I'm sitting there and I'm watching them, and I think to myself, "We are going to destroy this team." I really, the, we hadn't played one, one ball hadn't gone in the air and they were talking to each other. And I said to myself, they are going to destroy this team. And they went out and did it. Wow. That, that's awesome. Yeah. We were, uh, yeah, we were there obviously slightly different experience, but, um, it basically gets me chills every, every, uh, every time we talk about it too. Um, it was, it was unreal. Um, and then of course you also have, to, I hate to do this, but you also have to talk about no. Uh, I looked. At, I looked at Patrick Reed. I, I looked up. I looked at every other team member. I was looking up there. What their every you know the Wikipedia. And so when I, I when I got to Patrick Reed, it said, "Who's your favorite singer of all time? Who's your favorite musician of all time?" And, and it's the Darius Rucker. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, wow, that's a little crazy, but okay. And 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 so we're sitting there, and the the Rory Patrick oh. match. Oh. I am assigned. I am assigned to Patrick Reed. I'm I'm assigned. To, to make sure he's got sandwiches or make sure he's got water, make sure he's got a Coke, whatever Patrick Reed wants, I'm there. And that hole where they did, where, where Rory made the long one and then Patrick made the long one and did yeah. the finger whack, I'm a, I am maybe seven yards from Patrick when he's doing the work. And I mean, the chills I'm getting right now, just think about that. That was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Were, were you there on, on one on Sunday in their match? Yes, I was living the whole day. Yeah, on Sunday we, I was we living were, the whole day. We were on we were greenside, and a lot of people forget that hole because oh, Reed yeah. like duck hooked his tee shot, chunked his second yep. shot, hit his third shot at like twenty feet. Rory hit the second in the bunker, gets up and down for par. Rory or Reed had like twenty feet for par to push, and he made it on the first made hole. Made it, and me and Pat it. lost our mind. Like I let out a, a noise like a primal scream that I'd never <laughs> done before. I was so freaking jacked. That that That's moment funny. was unreal. And I can't talk about it without getting chills myself either. That's oh, I'm, I'm getting chills right now. I'm yeah. driving to the golf course with my son right now, getting chills, telling you this story. That's awesome. Well, what are your thoughts on the team this year? And uh, what do you think uh, – who do you think is going to play with Tiger uh, the most? Oh, I don't think – I mean – I guess in today's world, you know, if you put Tiger and Phil together, it's not, you know, it's not like it did when uh, when Dunn 
back in the day. But uh, uh, I think he'll play. I, th- I, I bet he'll play with, with speed once or twice. I, I, I'd put him with Reed. I, I, I think him and Patrick Reed would be an amazing mm. team. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and you put anybody with Brooks. You know, Dustin. I mean, I think I, I, I think the team that would scare people is if you put Tiger with Dustin. Hey, yeah. that's just intimidating. That's just intimidating. I don't care how good you are, that's intimidating. Yeah. Uh, are there any other singles matches, like uh, maybe U.S. versus Europe, that you're really interested in seeing? Any other final thoughts on uh, on the Ryder Cup this year before we let you go? I think the I think the U.S. team is strong. You know, the guys that played their way, guys that played their way on by you know going out and just the guys that he picked the four the four that Jim picked are playing the best golf right now. I mean, yeah. Tiger, look what, you know, Tiger, wow. I mean, he lights out, you know, and, you know, DeChambeau, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think those guys were playing the best cover now, so the picks are great. And, you know, I I, I was looking at the European team the other day because, you know, I got my own little golf show on, on, a, yeah, on PGA on Tour, on Sirius XM Radio, and, and I was looking at it from my show on tape tomorrow, and I was just like, European team's strong. They're really strong. I just don't think they're strong enough to take back the, the trophy. Yeah. I don't think they're strong enough to win the Ryder Cup. I, I just don't. Now, I could be wrong, but I just think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be over early as over as early as it was last year. But, you know, I, I still think the U.S. is going to win. 